Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. This episode of the Plan Simple Podcast, I am so excited to bring to you our guest today. Her name is Sandra and she runs a business called Smart Cookies and she's been on Oprah. How cool is that? And we're going to be talking about money, which I guess we've talked about a little bit on this podcast before. Um, We've talked about money before, but it's a big thing that I'm working with this year in 2019, just this concept of money and what it means to be a mom and a woman and an entrepreneur and think about money and be responsible with money. And at first I wasn't sure it was the topic that I would bring here to talk about so much, but I have to say that one of the things I hear a lot from people who listen all the time, from people who are responding to our emails is, you know, I really want to dive into healthy food, but I don't know if I can afford all the ingredients, or I really want to learn more about how to plan for just this healthy lifestyle, but I don't know if I can afford to invest in myself. So I feel like money is a big thing that we really need to be talking about, really need to be taking responsibility for. And oddly enough, a lot of my healing around money has been very similar when I dive deep to my healing with food. So I think that they're really related. They're both things that we have tremendous limiting beliefs around. We have a lot, there's a lot of opinions out in the world about money and we've inherited opinions from our family and it's similar with food, right? And so there's a lot of the same obstacles to sort of overcome and work through. And there's also this magic on the other side of thriving. So Sandra is somebody who's done the work herself. She actually answered um, a call from Oprah and she gathered a group of women and they she'll explain this on the podcast, but they really became accountability for each other as they went through their own money transformations. And then later they were invited onto Oprah to share their story. She's also authored two books and she just has this mission to mentor other women who really want to thrive um, around money. So you're going to hear her whole story, but I also want to say that because money is the thing, one of the things that I'm really working on myself, Sandra is actually one of the mentors that I picked to work with in 2019. So I very feel very close to the work that she does. I really believe in what she's doing. It's awesome. And I'm excited to her, for her to share lots of her little strategies, um, little strategies, big strategies, but that are little and simple on the podcast today. And she's going to tell you guys about a free class that she's actually teaching tomorrow. So when this goes live, so if you are hearing this in real time, um, make sure to check that out. Her trainings are really full of great strategies that are 
I don't want to say easy to implement, but that you can definitely implement. I feel like all this work is always peeling the layers of an onion, right? So check that out. Her website is smartcookies.com. And I will also put links to all this stuff in the show notes. So if you're interested, go check that out. So I think that that's all I have to say. I will definitely be sharing more money lessons as 2019 unfolds. I feel very deep in this work right now. Um, so I don't, I don't feel that eloquent in talking about it. I guess I get into conversation with Sandra on the podcast a bit, but I know that I'll have a lot more to share on this topic as the year progresses. So stay tuned for that because I'm really, really excited about that. All right, let's get Sandra on the show. Hey, Sandra, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you doing? I'm good. Is it Sandra or Sandra? It's Sandra. Sandra. Okay. I should have asked that before we press record, That's but okay. here we are. So tell everybody who's listening, who you're, what's going on at home, who you're a mom to. Oh my gosh. So I am a mom to Jack, who is seven, and Violet, who is five. She just turned five. Um, so yeah. And then my most needy child is our dog named Ginger, who is also Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Might come on the podcast at some point, right? For sure. For sure. <laughs> we just, I just recorded an episode where a dog was like in and out. I mean, not my dog, but the person who I was talking to dog was in and out the whole time. Honestly. All right. And you are in the West. You're no, you're in the middle of our country. You're in Colorado, right? I'm in Denver. Yeah. And we are having a crazy snowstorm today. Like, I've oh my never, gosh. Yeah. It's insane. Really? So, Yes, like I'll. Sh- I know they're not going to see video, but you can see it outside. I mean, it's- oh my goodness, that's very strange. That's strange, strange, right? But here we are, yeah, and it's going to be eighty tomorrow. So, we'll oh my go. gosh, so weird. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we finally have spring in New England, and I've just gotten back from Arizona, but mm. I'm feeling. I'm finally feeling like there's some warmth in the world. But oh, I love it. <laughs> Such a good right. time when you get to sink into so, season. Yes. So let's dive in. Let's start by talking about summer because this is going live as I know some people who are listening have kids who are like cycling out of school really quickly. I don't know what what schedule your kids are on, but mine stay until the end of June. Thank goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But we're all sort of cycling into that summer mode. Yeah. And for anyone who has their own business, like before I really started planning for this, it always hit me so hard. Like, oh my gosh, like all of a sudden, you know, and it's not like, it's not like I didn't want to be a good mom and want, I I wanted that. I wanted to have summery moments. I wanted to be a good mom, but then I had this business, which just couldn't go to sleep. So, and I know you've been talking a lot about that lately. So let's talk business in the summer. What do you, what do you do? Oh my gosh. So here's my thing with business in the summer is that I try to get, and I've learned the hard way to try to get ahead of it because what happens is obviously there's more stuff going on with the kiddos. And it's this weird thing because like technically the schedule is a bit slower and you can sleep in a little bit, but there's not that routine. So anyways, things typically went a little bit haywire. And actually for the past couple of years, I would definitely take my foot off the gas in the, in my business and strategically plan in January to do that so that I wasn't launching. I wasn't doing a ton of hands-on work and I could just more like support my community during the summer and just kind of sink in and enjoy time with my family. This season, 
Um, I'm feeling more energetic about my business. So I plan that accordingly. Um, what's been awesome is that um, my husband now works from home. So he's more available to help with the kids. So anyways, that's a little bit about my situation. But I do think as a business owner, like to get three months ahead of what you know is coming and what you want your life to look like, like that is hands down the biggest thing, especially as a mom who's also a business owner. Like you got to think about, okay, what do I want to feel like? What do I want that season to look like? If you want to take the foot off the gas, awesome. But then you've got to ramp up earlier in the year or plan like a big push in the fall too. So um, that's, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm working on right now the season that I'm in. Awesome. And so, and how do you, how does that work sort of at home with the kiddos home? My kids are slightly older than your kids now. So I feel like I'm in a little bit of a different place. So I remember that time and I'm, I am very fond of the fact that now my kids are a little more self-sufficient, but. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let, let's talk you're, about you're a in day. The promised land right now. I'm like, <laughs> a few more years I can get there. Well, it's funny because last summer, so the great thing about, so my kids have been in like preschool daycare since they could walk. I yep. was always um, I needed that time. I needed that time for my business. So the amazing thing about the preschool that my littlest one goes to right now, cause she'll just start kindergarten in August is that it rolls into a summer program. So oh, that's awesome. It's amazing. So she's going to keep on doing that. So she doesn't miss a beat and that's four days a week. Um, and then Jack, it was funny last summer. I was like, Oh, he'll be ready to like, just enjoy some time at home. And he's pretty like independent and can keep himself busy and occupied Q2. Like two days into summer break and us both like crying and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. So we've set him up um, with different camps this yeah. summer um, and different things going on. And I do think having my husband home this summer too. Will help. It's so interesting because I think that we forget, you know, over in this world, we talk a lot about rhythm and that whole racket of summer camp where it changes every week is yeah. so silly and, and kind of like hard. It's like, you know, it's like, okay, today's a new day. Where are we going? What time does it start? Like they're all a little different and then you get there and then, you know, you finally hit your stride maybe by Friday, if that, and then it's like, all right, new camp next week. Unless <laughs> it's the mental energy of like, cause in the school, it's like, you know, in the morning, you know, the routine, you can kind of turn your brain off a little bit, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Let's get the kids to school. Here's the yeah. routine. And in the summer, you got to be like, okay, what is happening today? What do I need to do today? Today. Yes. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about, let's, let's dive into money. So mm -hmm. I told you guys at the beginning that Sandra is someone who I've actually started working with because money is my thing that I'm upgrading this year for sure. I think it's I so, that. so, so, so important that moms mm -hmm. everywhere, um, zero in on money at this point in our in our evolution. Yes. Totally. Um, <laughs> and so I'm stepping up to do that. And it's just been really, it's been really interesting because I see so many overlaps with my work with food, Yeah. you know, 10 years ago and money. And it's just so interesting how just money carries so much baggage with it, you know, oh. even for us well-meaning people who yeah. don't, you know, so let's, where should we start? Like, what's your favorite place to start? Oh my gosh, with money. I yeah. love, oh, I, you know, me, obviously I love to talk about money. I mean, the thing with, with money and I know you're going to do an, an intro, but the whole way that I, and I am not a certified financial planner. I yeah. am like the world's least likely to be in this space, but yeah. Actually, will you tell us, will you tell us your story? That's a good place to start. Yeah. Tell us how so, you got into all this. Yeah, exactly. So I was living in Vancouver at the time, Vancouver, Canada with my, um, 
and working in PR um, in a job that was great and I loved it. Um, but I just remember, I remember like Googling online, like I wanted to buy my first house and I was like, what, where did, and in Vancouver is such a crazy market as is everywhere really. But anyway, so I remember Googling like, how do you buy your first home? And it was like all these articles that popped up, they were all targeted towards men. Um, and I just was frustrated because I wasn't finding anything that was speaking to me. And so at about the same time, I bought like David, all of David Bach's books and like all of Susie Orman's books, yep. all the books, which I should have just gone to the library. That's like, <laughs> yeah, instead of using Google. To learn in retrospect, right? Um, but anyway, so I started digging in and then I started having a conversation with my friend Ange and she was like, yeah, she's like, we should like get together and, and, you know, start like a little meetup where we get some girlfriends together and talk about money. And I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And she's like, but we should probably like get certified and, you know, like do some research and all the things. Not get certified. <laughs> whatever we needed to get certified in. And so anyways, and so literally that next week, um, a girlfriend of mine came up to me at work and she was like, hey, I was watching Oprah and she's doing this debt diet series. And I was thinking about getting a group of girls together to talk about money. And I was like, what, it's at the time? And I remember calling Angie and being like, you're never gonna believe it. Like these girls at work are talking about the same thing we're doing. And it, it just wasn't something we talked about as girlfriends was money. So right. I think we were all excited um, slash nervous to get in the room. So there ended up being five of us in our first meeting and we laid like our bank statements on the table, our credit card statements, all the things. And it was scary. And Andrea, who was the one who uh, came up to me at work and she is like the epitome of the world's most put together person, like <laughs> unbelievable. And she revealed that she was $20,000 of debt, had creditors calling her at work. And it, she was so funny and she had like all of her credit card statements, like so filed away neatly, like she's so organized, but yet like underneath it all was like drowning in. That's so interesting. Cause I, I know. I'm not that organized. <laughs> no, me neither. I'm like a hot mess, but I do have my, yeah. you know, all together when it comes anyways to the big picture. Yeah. So so yeah, so we started meeting every week and throughout that year together, we were um, able to pay off, it was like $40,000 worth of collective debt, um, increased our salaries because it wasn't about debt for us. It was about like, what's beyond that? What's this rich life we want to be living, investing in property, um, increasing our salaries, starting our own businesses. So we started doing that and then ended up on Oprah to share our story at the end of it all. Um, at the end of that year. And then we had the opportunity to sort of spread our message and create this um, community all over the world of women like yourself who are just ready to do something different about money, to talk about money differently, to think about money differently. Um, and as you've seen, it's about money, but it's not about money. Like it, yeah. it, there's so much overlap with, um, with food, with um, how we manage our time. Like it all, it's just, it's all about resources, right? And, and how you think about that. And yeah, there's a lot of uh, emotion and a lot of things that come into play, but it's also one of the cool, I find that once you get, and this was my own experience, once you start having those open conversations about money and just even become more aware of it and, and start to make those changes, you'll see changes in all areas of your life. Like yeah. it all comes together in yeah. a beautiful way. I find the same thing with food, except it hasn't quite affected money. It's in effect money is naturally yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's talk about, so something that we do a lot in this world is similar to what you do, which is painting sort of that big picture, yeah. which I think is such a helpful tool for everyone. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about how you teach that and how that's really sort of affected your own. Yeah. Journey. 
So that was the biggest thing and the biggest piece that, I mean, there's a million personal finance books, right? But the biggest piece that I see missing is before you set any financial goal or any goal in your life really, is to really understand and have a clear picture of like what you want your life to look like. Yeah. And so um, we did that exercise at the very beginning of our money club. And at the time it was called the perfect day. Um, and it was all about painting oh, yeah. that picture about, you know, what you want your life to really look like. And over the years, I've transitioned that exercise to be the day well lived because I think that idea of perfection is really, can be really paralyzing. And it's not about having a perfect life. It's just about right. having one that you really want. Um, yep. And so I walk people through that. And what's interesting though, is that for some people that like it flows out of them and they're like, yes. And then for some, it's like a year long struggle to create that. And it's big, especially as moms, right? Because I remember working with one lady and she was amazing. And she, she was like, I was like, can you tell me about your perfect day? She's like, well, I get home from work and I'm doing the laundry. And I'm like, do you love the laundry? Like if you do, that's cool. But no, I don't think. Yeah. It's you interesting. Know? I, well, and I actually think for moms, do you do your day well if I forget? Is it 10 years out or five years out? I actually do one. I do it three years out and then I do a one year one out. One um, year. Okay. And so, so three years. Okay. So, and I do 10 years in our worlds because one of the things I find as a mom is it's like super hard when you're in the thick of anything, but yeah. you can pretty quickly be reflective and be like, oh yeah, that diaper phase. Like it was such a big yes. deal, but then it like became not such a big deal or the sleeping through the night thing. It was such oh, a big deal. And then it became, but so when I feel like when you go out to that three year, that five year, that 10 year, yeah, you like you can there. get out of that. Right. Yeah. Cause otherwise it's really hard to imagine like what you want next month when you're yes. so sleep deprived or like your <laughs> yeah. child won't pee in the toilet or whatever exactly. it is. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But you can totally remove yourself out of it and be like, yeah. wow, if I can look back. And yeah. See what it's like. yeah. That's a great yeah. point. I love that. Okay. So, so, okay. So you create this picture of what you want life to look like. And then how does that start to inform your yeah. daily action? Yeah. So here's the thing. It's that it's this idea with money and, um, you know, being smart with your money and reaching your financial goals isn't about cutting out everything that makes life worth living. I mean, you have to spend money, but the idea is to spend with intention, to spend on things that are getting you closer to making your dreams, to making that ideal vision of your life a reality. Because if you're spending your money on things that are taking you away from that, then you're stuck in this like cycle of of craziness. Um, and so, yes, like there's life, there's things that happen, there's, you know, credit card debt that's racked up for medical expenses, for things that are totally out of our control. Um, and that's where we can, you know, put those steps in place to recoup from that. But in our day-to-day -day actions, I mean, I see this so often and we have something in smart cookies we call the rather factor. And it's like, you're at Target and you go in for toothpaste and suddenly- That's funny. I was just thinking about Target. <laughs> yeah. And suddenly you have, like, you check out, it's like $175 worth of what? Like, yeah. are you super excited about it? And is it like, bringing you so much joy. Like we use, I know Marie Kondo is like, so everywhere right now, but we literally use that as like a verb in our house for our spending this year. We're like, it, does this bring us joy? And if not, then we're not, we're not buying it and being really intentional about that. So that's the idea of the day well lived is to work backwards and to sort of use that as your filter and your decision-making process is as you're making these financial choices on a day-to-day -day basis. Like there's a million financial choices we make a day. And so are those little choices getting you closer to creating that life that you want to live in and putting that money where your heart is and where your dreams are instead of where you're being pulled impulsively? 
Yeah, interesting. Well, and one of the things that I've learned as my kids are getting out of even toy age, yeah, um, and they really like they really help with this. And you know, I talk a lot here around things actually because I because I think that things also get in the way of food. Yeah, um, you know, and too much yeah. to clean up, too much to tidy up is like yeah. gets actually takes away the time where you could be making a healthy meal, yeah. or and and we don't realize that. Yeah, but. The other thing that I realized in doing this money work with you when I wrote my Day Well Live three years out was that I, I, I envisioned us like traveling and mm-hmm. you know all these things that had nothing to do with toys or clothes or shoes Oops. that everybody wanted. Like it had nothing to do with that. Like yeah. every place I go is you know in a bathing suit with hiking boots. You know it's like simple. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it's so interesting because I think not only. Can the money you save on a day-to-day basis go toward that? What I've noticed is it's really hard to undo habits. Mm -hmm. So also, if you're always at Target and saying like, okay, let's just get one toy. Well, like one toy every time you go to Target... (laughs) Adds up like a hot mess in your house. A lot of and, <laughs> and then it's like, then you have to undo that behavior. So not only is it like money, yeah. you also have to undo the gratification of wanting a toy instead of wanting an exper- experience, right? Yeah. And the toy just exactly. becomes wanting a shirt or wanting, you know, it, it just translates into the next thing when you outgrow toys. Exactly. And I think that's such a cool thing for kids to see at that age too. When we start doing that work as moms, it's like, yeah okay, once a week, we're going to treat ourselves as a family or individually or whatever to a special experience, like whatever you want, but like, no. And so while we're at Target, like, no. And even talking out loud too with your kids, like I, and trust me, like my excursions to Target are far from perfect. We definitely (laughs) had our moments, but you know, saying, Hey, like when I walk by the bathing, I don't know what it is about Target bathing suits, but I feel the need to compulsively buy one every time I go there. And so I'm (laughs) saying out loud, like with my, like, especially my daughter, like, Oh, that's a cute bathing suit. I'd really like that. But instead we're saving for, we're doing, um, a trip for grandma and grandpa's anniversary this weekend. So we're going to put our money towards that instead. So yeah. I think having that dialogue out loud with yourself too can not only- Oh my God, so helpful. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And it's so important because I, I don't know, my story, definitely there was not a lot of money talked about you know, mm-hmm. when I was young. And I think that's mm-hmm. part of why you, know, you ha- end up having to do the work later. <laughs> well, exactly, right? And that's, I mean, everyone's money situations and I, I feel like that's so common, right? Either yeah. there is dialogue about money, but it's like, not the healthiest dialogue or it wasn't talked about at all. And so there's like years of that undoing the voice in our head when it comes to, when it comes to money. So that's, that's so common. And I think it's just, it's starting to recognize that and that pattern and, and calling that out and, and switching the script, but that takes, that takes habits and building that into your yeah. life. All right. So let's talk about habits. Like what, what do you think are just the, the best habits that we can have Mm-hmm. around money as women, as moms, as entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Um, so one of the biggest things for me is something that I call spending awareness. And it's that it takes a, a couple months to build that habit. And while I, I'm not a big fan of like micromanaging every dollar that you spend, I think pulling out your bank statements, going through them line item by line item, asking yourself, okay, what is this like an essential in my life? If so, cool. Am I getting the most ROI 
for it. Like for example, if you're paying a credit card fee, that's awesome. But like, do you know how to max out your points? Do you know all the perks that come with that? Um, or can you turn back your cable? Can you do all those things? And then asking yourself for the rest of the items, okay, did I really love this? And you're going to add that up and it's consistently like hundreds of dollars a month and asking yourself like, whoa, like that trip that you really want to take that you feel like you can't, um, you can't make happen. You probably could if you were more intentional about it. And honestly, I think that in personal finance, I think in business too, and especially in business, like there's so many, when we're starting our own business, I don't know if you feel this way, but there's so much temptation to spend on like, oh, I need to spend all the money on the website and hire the copywriter and the business cards. And we were doing a smart cookie meeting even yesterday. Um, and one of the girls was saying, oh, I'm paying $37 a month for a business phone line. And I was like, oh, what? Like, I haven't had a business phone line ever. Like, why do you need that? And why is that? In, like, that's not helping you generate profit. It's not getting you closer to what you want in your life. So really switching your mindset to be conscious of that, knowing where you're going, being clear about your day well lived and what you want your life to look like and training your brain to make sure that every single dollar is going towards that. Like, those are the two habits. Like there's a million different tools and apps and all the things. And I personally think none of that matters if you don't have those two core things um, down in your life. Okay. And let's talk, can we talk for a second about the idea? And cause I don't know, how, I, it's funny. I think maybe I'm just not far in enough to it to be able to describe it, but maybe you can. Sure. <laughs> so there was a long time and it's funny cause my debt, I got, I got practical first in my debt at home, I guess. So personal finances, I got on top of first. And then my business became yeah. this huge excuse to spend money. Right. Oh so my all my debt was a hundred percent like coaching and whatnot, which I, I really believe, like I just paid for my education. I just yeah. paid for it a little bit more in advance yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and no. I could make it back. And I have no regrets about it. For sure. um, and now I learn more and I'll figure it out. But um, one of the things that I got stuck with mm-hmm. was really wanting to have an abundance mindset yes. and so- not sure how that corresponded with saying no to things or to like not, you know, like that yes. there was a disconnect for me and I don't feel that anymore. And okay. I, which, but I don't under, but I don't know how to explain that to others, like how they're, they don't, how they can live together. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's such a awesome point that you brought up. It's like, especially as a business owner, and even if you don't have a business, it's like, yes, you have to, you have to have an abundance mindset, but abundance mindset doesn't mean like a thousand lattes. No, it doesn't because that's not going to get abundance mindset means you are doing things that are getting you closer to an abundant lifestyle. Yeah. Right. And so investing in coaching, investing in a program that is going to help you like have the skills and the tools and all the things like, yes, if you are getting a return on investment, if that is like helping you get closer, that is awesome. That is great. However, it's also part of an abundance mindset to have kind of a roadmap and to understand like, I will invest more in my business once I get to this marker, yeah. once I'm making this in revenue, once I'm able to pay myself. Yeah. But I think a lot of times as business owners, we throw money and we throw money and we're like, wait, there's none left over to pay myself. There's, there's nothing left over to, um, to invest in this new program that I want to do. So being clear about what that looks like, like that's abundance mindset. Abundance mindset isn't throwing your money at things because you feel like if you don't, you're not doing what everybody else is doing. Right. But it takes time to learn that as a business owner too. Like 
it's easy to say in retrospect, right? But we've all been there where we've spent money and you will spend money where you don't get an ROI. You will invest in that program that's like poop. Like you, you just will and you'll learn, um, but you've got to learn and you've got to have that plan. And I'm such a fan of having markers and especially knowing how much from the get-go you want to pay yourself from your business because, um, and design your business around that because that is so important to, you got to put your oxygen mask on yourself first. <laughs> yeah. I, I say that all the time. So interesting. Well, yeah. now that you're saying that out loud, that, that to me means that the, that day well loved lived three years out or however many years out, it's so important because yeah. that is where the abundance is, right? Like yes. the abundance lies there yeah. and then you figure out how to get there. And that yeah. might, that doesn't mean it's easy. And it's funny because it does very much coordinate with food. Because, yeah. you know, if your goal is to have all this energy and, mm -hmm. you know, be there for your kids and, you know, be the weight you want, whatever it happens to be for you, yeah. like that might mean that tomorrow you're eating a lot of like salads and vegetables and yeah. you're not saying no to the cake, you know, yeah. but that's not, not abundant. That's right. like, no. you're, you're paying into your future. Totally. And there was, um, a gal in our group and her name is Camille and she was one of the first members of, um, the money club. And she did her day well lived and like recorded her day well lived. Like she lived it. And she was, she was like tens of thousands of dollars in debt. And she was like, the moment it clicked for me was when I realized like she fell in love with her vision of her day well lived. And she's like the like sacrifices or the choices I met made every day didn't feel like sacrifices. They felt like choices building me towards this like life of freedom. And so that was this, like, that's the mindset, right? Where yeah. it's like the choices, yes, like it's a balance, but it's not about, it's not about feeling deprived. It's not right. about taking away from your life. It's about filling it up with the things that you Well, want. and I think that word choice is so important because it's like every, like the idea to be healthy, to do good with money, all these things, they're choices. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, and, and whereas like the going into Target and buying everything, that's yeah. Target doing really good marketing and not letting you make a choice, right? Like Ooh. that's Target doing a really good job at wanting, you know, you getting you to want bathing suits and yeah. the treats that are in the eye at the, where you check out and all that stuff. Like that's not you making a choice. No, exactly. And that's why we, especially as moms and it's hard, right? Cause we've like had a crazy day and the kids are crying in the car and we're in target and like our brains are off and then we turn off to like that vision we want and then suddenly target's like shiny things here's yes. your husband, this is what you want and you're, you're like wait a minute so I think as a mom it's so it can be so hard and so challenging but the more that you can fall in love with that vision and put it to the, your top and share it with other moms and share it with your friends so that they can like call you out on it a little bit too right like that was one yeah of the best things about our money club is that we kindly were like, Hey, like what? Like, <laughs> that's not in line with what you have said is important to you. Um, so yeah, if you don't have that vision for yourself, marketers will happily supply that vision for you. So exactly. And then that's not a choice. That is like literally you not making, even though it seems like we're making the choice yeah. to like want the coffee, like we're not actually yeah. making the choice. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk a little bit, let's go back a little bit to your the, the money club that you had mm -hmm. with your friends, because mm -hmm. I think accountability is so important mm -hmm. with any big changes that we're making. Yeah. Um, and so how, like, do you recommend that women find camaraderie? Like how do we go about starting to have this conversation? Cause I just feel like, especially mm -hmm. among moms, yeah, there's so much like, 
you know, some of us have decided to be entrepreneurs. Some of us decided to have decided to stay home for a little bit. Some of us have decided to like stay in our corporate job. And we think that's like, we all have chosen this different way. Yeah. And so there's, it's so easy not to talk about it or, you know, just be quiet in your own space and like not want to make anybody feel bad. Like, I don't know. It's just so easy. So how do we start talking about money? Because we all have to deal with money, whether we work or not, you know. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. And I feel like as moms, we can get so isolated in that in all areas, but yeah, Yeah. especially talking about money. Right. And so, you know what, I think if you have a mom group already or a circle of of friends that you um, trust and trust me, not all of them are going to be open to it and that's totally okay. But I think framing it from a place of like, Hey, I'm looking to, you know, kind of build some different financial habits or I love what you said. Like I want to upgrade kind of how I deal and work with money this year. And would you be open to kind of talking about that and helping each other do that? Um, and, and I think that's a great way to start the conversation. I think you'll be surprised how many people will be like, Oh my God, yes. And a lot of people will be like, hell's no. And that's, and that's okay too. Um, but starting that, starting that dialogue too. And and it's not about having, I think you can come from different places and be, and have a different lifestyle, but I do think you want to find people who have that supportive mindset and who like, you know, the friends who see the best in you and want to like yes. and love you. Like we know who those people are. Right. And those are the kind of people that you want to start, start talking with and start having that conversation. I as love well. it. And do you still meet with your people? Yeah. Oh, we do a, um, so we do, we've gone from weekly to yearly now since we all live <laughs> place. So every yeah. summer, uh, we do a trip and come together. So last year we did Charleston and then this year we're going to Austin. So it was oh, fun, fun. And did you have kids when you did all this or they weren't around no, yet? No, no. Oh my gosh. I was single and living the dream in Vancouver. Okay. So you had not met your husband. So you got this all together before you were married and had kids. Yes, that's awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I love that. And how, how do you feel like that's informed motherhood? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, well, I mean, motherhood, I feel like is its own. <laughs> It doesn't matter how many aspects of your life. I know, right? (laughs) But I do, I have always been, I've just always been of the mindset that I, it's really important to me to contribute financially to, to my family and to my kids to see that. So I think, I think that's played into, um, played into it a lot and has helped me. I think it's more the tools and I don't even necessarily think it's about money, but more the idea of designing a life around what's really important to it's obviously not just about me but like about our family's goals right and so we really use that as our decision making filter for everything we do in our life like is this sort of part of our vision as a as a family and I think it's cool that the kids are kind of growing up with that mindset yeah no I love that I I have to admit there's been time you know I've I've always been an entrepreneur so before before this world I owned a um, design studio for Oh, awesome. That makes me feel old, like 20 years. <laughs> that's, that's where all my kids were born into that. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. So I've always been an entrepreneur, but I've definitely had moments where I've been like, God, I wish I just like had a real job and like somebody was just telling me what to do oh, and I could just turn sure. off on the weekends, even though I know that not everybody turns off on the weekends or whatever. Yeah. But one of the cool things I feel like about entrepreneurship is, you know, you can make it, you can meld your family with it more. So for mothers, I think it's such an, like a, such a great opportunity that we live in this world where I think it's 
it's not easy to be an entrepreneur, but it's certainly easier to get your foot in the door than it used to be. Oh, hundred percent. And especially now with technology, I mean, it's not like you have to go get a $20,000 business loan to like, yeah, like you can yeah. literally, I think you can start a business with zero and yeah. build it and grow it like truly. Yeah. Um, you don't have to, but you could. And that's, that's a thing. And, and there's also, you can also kind of dabble a little bit too, right? Like yeah. the fun thing to kind of test an idea and see if you can get an audience behind you and see if you can, you know, sell a couple of things. And if you do, you build on that. And if not, then maybe you try something else. So it's cool that you don't have to invest like a ton of time and a ton of money and you can kind of, you know, follow your passion a little bit. As, and I feel like for kids, especially our daughters to be able to see, um, to see us be able to do that is, is really cool. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And it's, and it's can look so many different ways. I mean, when I had my design business, it was, it was big. We had 20 people. So we had an office mm -hmm. and, but I still like, I never had to pump <laughs> like my kids, yeah. like the babysitter brought my kids and I just nursed yeah. in the office. Like there's yeah. all these like things. And then now I work from home and, you know, I have two, two of my kids are teenagers and they walk to school, but it's like such a gift to be able to be home when friends come home. And oh, I don't know, I it's just like this whole world. Yeah, that's awesome. Totally. Yeah. I, I actually wish someone would have told me that like, you want to be home more when they're teens than yeah. babies, or at least that's how I felt. <laughs> no, I, I do too. I, truly. It's like, as a mom, you're like, oh, I feel so guilty leaving my baby. I'm like, uh, you need to be home with the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with the teenagers. <laughs> All right. So tell us what you have coming up because you have something really exciting happening tomorrow when this goes yeah. live. All right. Yeah. So I am really excited. So I am doing a free online training um, where we're going to be talking about money, but specifically um, for business owners or hopeful business owners. And really, I'm sort of taking you behind the curtains of my own business and um, revealing the system and the flow that I use to pay myself and to have profit in my business and to grow consistently and more importantly to just have the life that I want to live. So really like how I manage my time, how I manage my money and how to create, we talked about the day well lived. I walk you through how to do that for your business and what you want your business to look like and really paint that picture of what your business and your life look like. Um, together. So I'm really excited about that. And I know summer can be a time when we take the foot off the gas a little bit, but I also think it's an incredibly rich opportunity to kind of have those slower summer days and give yourself some time to plan and think about, um, you know, upgrading how you do money and, and how you look at your business or explore and kind of dabble and see if maybe you do want to start a business. So um, anyways, you can sign up for that free webinar and, uh, and it's going to be, it's going to be pretty awesome. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And I, we're just, I'm trying to think whether it has already gone live or it will be going live. So I think it will be going live as this goes live an episode on summer, because one of the things that I really find with summer and work is that, um, there's the days are long, like the days are longer than we know. Yeah. And so I, and, and though I'm on more, I feel like there's more people around to also help. So I have all these different things I do. Like I wake up super early to get writing in yeah. and yeah. then I, I have this thing, the way I wrote my book a couple years back was I literally took two separate weeks at different points of the summer and like my kids were with their grandparents and I just got yeah. to go and be alone. And so actually I've found that in the summer I have more dedicated time yeah. in some sense than I do at other times of the year. So I think it's such a good time to at least do like the thinking part of business and the creative part. Yeah. It's such a good time for that. 
Absolutely. And being intentional. I love what you just said, but knowing, knowing that you want to do that and creating the time, because it's easy to like have the time, but then fill it with a bunch of things that aren't really, you know, feeding you or um, serving you. So yeah, being intentional and carving out and sending the kids to a summer camp for a week, like you could put the systems in place that I'll talk about in the webinar. If you gave yourself like you know, a couple hours in the morning before the kids got up or a couple hours when you're sitting on the deck at the end of the day, let's go to bed. But just being intentional about that and seeing what's possible for what you, um, you know, I think at the end of the summer, you could really transform your business and your life if you were really intentional about those little pockets of time and allowing them to serve you. Yeah. And there's something about that relaxed time. I just got back from a, my brother's wedding actually. And there was a lot of sort of pool time. Yeah. And I was also trying, cause I have teenagers. So we yeah. had this whole like no media thing for a long time. And all of a sudden we have phones. Um, and I just didn't want anyone to have it out. So I just had a notebook and I got so like, I planned out so many social media posts just with like a pen and paper. So I feel like even at the beach, there's opportunity. So I love that. So, and will you tell us again how to get to that webinar? And then we'll also put in the show notes. Yeah. So I will, um, yeah, the best will be in the show notes because I will give you the link. Okay. Perfect. Um, it's like an obscure, it's like a bitly. I can't remember exactly. What okay. It is. All right. All right. So we'll have that in the show notes and maybe I will have already said it in the intro by the time I make that. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Do you have any like parting advice for people that you always love to tell that I haven't asked you that question? No, I think we've, okay. talked, about, I think we've talked about everything, awesome. but uh, yeah, thank you so much. It was well, and thank you. So I always pick three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action. And I always give you three, but I also recommend just choosing one, picking the one thing that really resonates with you this week so that you can commit to it and put things in your calendar that really support it wherever you are in your life now. And it's really important to do this because when we can fit new things around kids and work and all the stuff that goes on on a daily basis, then we can really create new habits. All right, here are three doable changes from this episode. Number one, create a vision. I love this one. Before you set a goal, create a vision for the life you want to lead. I often create a 10-year vision, and that's what a lot of people in my program do. Sandra does a three-year and a one-year vision, which she calls a day well-lived, which I've done with her and is really powerful. Either way, just take some time to get quiet and really picture the life you want. It doesn't have to make sense or seem possible. If you're having a hard time, just go further and further out. If one year feels like not big enough, then do three years or do 10 years. You don't have to know how to get there, but getting really clear about what you want starts to help you set goals and make small changes that will help you get there. So that is number one, spend time creating a vision. Number two, think aloud about spending. Talking through your thought process when you are thinking about spending can really help you and your kids be more aware of money, spending, and goals. So for example, 
acknowledge something that appeals to you or that you feel pulled to buy, like Sandra shared with her bathing suit in the episode. Talk about why you want it, why you need it, or how it affects your goals. Not only is this teaching our littles all about money, but it's also a really great process for us to make sure that we really want to spend our money on whatever it is that we're talking about. Number three, gain spending awareness. Go through your bank account and see where you're spending money and then start asking questions. Ask questions like, does this give me joy? Is there a return on the investment for this business expense? Does this move me toward my goal? Is it appropriate given what I've said is important to me? You can do this by yourself or get a friend, I love that accountability, who wants to work on this money thing with you. So powerful to do it with a group of women. All right, you guys, those are my three doable changes from this episode. Again, they're create a vision, think aloud about spending, or gain spending awareness. Choose one of those three and go with it for this week. All right. I will see you guys actually for a surprise episode happening tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.